Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Psychic's Thoughts. Today, I'll be discussing Battlefield. You know, it's actually kind of crazy that I've never really talked about this game that much. I've mentioned it before, but I've never done a full review on the franchise. I've always done Call of Duty. And what's funny is, <laughs> you're not going to believe me, I actually like Battlefield more than Call of Duty. It's just Battlefield's been on kind of a downward slide for the longest time. So, I just haven't been thinking about it a lot. But today marks a special occasion as the official trailer reveal for Battlefield 2042 just released. Now, I won't just be talking about that. I will. I'll get to that. But I wanted to do an update and just kind of give you guys my perspective on the Battlefield franchise. Now, if you're unaware of what Battlefield is, it's a popular multiplayer action first-person shooter video game set between different time frames pertaining to war, sometimes in, you know, 1942 or in, you know, early 2000s or in modern or future war conflicts. Uh, there are five main games... And there are, a, I believe there are a few spinoff games, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, it's a popular video game often compared to Call of Duty. The difference being, other than the first couple Call of Duties, is Battlefield incorporates larger scale conflicts and wars, as well as vehicles. It's also a little different. There's some more gadgets. Time to kill is a little different. Now... Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 stepped up the game and became more like Battlefield more than ever. Just in terms of the realism, the, the movement mechanics, and then especially when you hop in Warzone and you have some more vehicles, then again, it's still limited. You have a helicopter and some, you know, trucks, but it's not multiplayer vehicle combat based, large scale building destruction large teams, 64 players or more. Well, now there'll be more. So yes, Battlefield's a popular genre. And it's one that doesn't get a lot of outward hate. Of course, EA is behind it, and EA does get a lot of shit, and they've, they've goofed a few times. But DICE, the developers, are some of the better developers you'll see. And, uh... Yeah, Battlefield's a testament to good multiplayer video game making, for the most part. Now, they've had a few blunders. Battlefield Hardline, Battlefield uh, 5. Those are the two biggest blunders I know of in the Battlefield franchise. Now, I'm going to come out and say right away, I am. I, while I love the franchise, I'm not an expert. I haven't played all the games. I wasn't old enough to play all the games when they were coming out so um battlefield 3 is where i started but that that doesn't even really count because <laughs> when i started playing battlefield 3 it was like months before battlefield 4 came out that's when i was not only allowed to play games like that but also when i finally just got the game and i didn't know jack shit about the game up until that point 
Then I got Battlefield 4. So that's going to be where I'm really benchmarking things because I didn't spend enough time in Battlefield 3. And I didn't, I wasn't there when it was released. I wasn't there at its peak of players. You know, so I'm not going to use Battlefield 3 as my jumping off point. I'm starting with Battlefield 4. And I know, I know that that's not a long time ago, right? So this isn't a, the history of Battlefield sort of uh, podcast. This is well, really, what I think of the Battlefield franchise, and most importantly, probably will be the longest segment now that I have played a lot of Battlefield and I'm a big fan, is what I'm looking forward to with, with Battlefield 6, or also known as Battlefield 2042, and, uh, yeah, what I hope to see the franchise evolve to, also what I hope the trends for first-person shooters, what will come of it, so... Yes, here we go. Into the Battlefield franchise. Stick around. So, Battlefield 4. I spent a lot of time in this game. I got it right at the tail end of the 360 generation. And then I got it again on Xbox One. Because it was that fun. It struck an interesting balance between... A little slower or a little more tactical thinking first-person shooter. Not a lot. You could still run and gun. But it was a little more grounded in realism, it felt. But at the same time, it was fast, it was energetic, and it kept you engaged. My favorite thing to do in Battlefield is play as the sniper. All the time. That is... (laughs) If I'm playing Battlefield, that's the first thing I gravitate towards. I love Assault. Um, I, I like all the classes. I have no problem with the with any of them. But I prefer to go with recon class or sniper rifles. Um, get good with those as well as... And then if I'm not doing that, if I'm not in the mood for that, it's usually assault. It's between assault rifles and sniper rifles. I like some machine guns. I like LMGs. They're all well and good. And I like them in other games more than this one. So, um, yes. When I'm feeling a little more fast-paced, really getting in there... I'm looking at assault rifle. When I'm when I like sitting back and sniping people from a distance or mid range. I got really good at mid range in Battlefield One. Holy shit. I've gotten so good at sniping in Battlefield One that um I'm hitting really, really long shots, like a thousand meter shots. You know, take a couple seconds to reach their target, no problem. But also I was able to quick scope and get people within a 75 meter range, which is pretty close considering in Battlefield 1. Battlefield 4, I was okay at sniping. I wasn't as good as I was in Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1, I became a beast in that. But Battlefield 4, I, I was okay at sniping. I was okay at assault rifle. I was still getting the mechanics down. I was still getting the feel of everything. So I wasn't great at the game, but I slowly got better. And I really enjoyed it. I liked hopping in. It's the only time... You know, it's funny. This is really interesting now I'm thinking about it. (laughs) It's when I started listening to podcasts is when I started playing Battlefield 4. And it wasn't about Battlefield 4. I was listening to certain podcasts from IGN about game... I think it's called Game Scoop. I started listening to that podcast while playing Battlefield 4, long conquest matches. Um, And... Those are good times. That's, I know it's 
probably hypocritical, but I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I'm no problem with them, clearly, right? But but I, I just don't listen to them a lot. And um, so so when I, when I did, it was kind of the first time and it was, it was rare. But I was doing it when I was playing Battlefield 4. And uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the podcast and I really loved the game. It was just a good time all around. Just a two hours after school, finished all my work, didn't have anything the next day, or or even if I did, you know, um, just go in my room, play some Battlefield Four, listen to some podcasts, and chill. And it's interesting, Battlefield Four. I didn't have any friends playing that game at at that time. Uh, I had a few friends who had it, but we weren't really playing together every night. So it's not like I was squatting up with people. Um, I played that, I, actually almost all of my Battlefield experience, other than a few times in Battlefield 4, and a few times in Battlefield 1. And by a few, I mean like maybe 20, 20 games total between both both um, games, 20 matches total, where I actually played with a friend in that in those games online. So for the most part, I play that game solo. And I wasn't using a mic or anything, uh, especially early on. I didn't have one. I wasn't using a headphones or anything. I was just using my TV speakers because I was, yeah, I was thirteen. I was just chilling and gaming. I got pretty good at it. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, campaign was pretty solid. wasn't the most memorable, but it had some cool action set pieces. But what stood out to me was how different it was from Call of Duty. But how fun it was. I mean, how you can get in a tank, and then you can get in a jet, if you're good. And then you can jump out of the jet, and it blended realism and realistic things while also having preposterous scenarios unfold. And it's the most cinematic, non-planned game you can have. I one time saw someone jump on a quad, throw C4 on it, drive it through a building, blow it up to nick a helicopter going by and then they parachuted into another building and I don't know what what they did I assume they got a few kills or died but um absolutely crazy stuff can unfold and it's not rare like that's not the only time I've seen something like that happen I think the craziest thing I've ever seen in a battlefield game was um there was a jet that was flying really low like so low to the point where if I was doing it, I would have crashed that thing by accident so quickly. I'm not good at flying jets. Um, but somebody saw the opportunity and they jumped from a skyscraper, parachute right in time. I mean, a lot of it was dumb luck. And they they rode on that jet and they shot the pilot in it for a few seconds. And then they got ripped off it and I think they died. But they still assassinated the pilot from the sky. Who would think of developing their game to be able to pull stuff off like that? Like, that's insane. I remember one time I was... I did snipe a pilot out of a helicopter, not out of a jet. Um, But that helicopter was pretty far away. It was like 600 meters away. It was... Shit, I forget the map. It's the map where the hurricane, the active hurricane begins. Like the... uh, It's not an island, but you're on a boat. It's very... You know, it's a bunch of... It's one of the better sniping maps, honestly. You start on the aircraft carrier and there's a storm brewing on the islands that you're trying to get to. Anyway, saw a helicopter in the distance, probably 600, 800 meters away. 
pretty far away. That's pretty hard to hit when it's raining and let's not kid ourselves. The graphics were great for the time, but they didn't hold up for very long. They weren't bad. They're not bad graphics. They're just not perfect. And when you're sniping from a distance, every pixel counts. Um, because I was thinking smudges on the for the effects of rain hitting the lens was a target. You know, it just it got really tricky at certain points. But I saw the helicopter. I saw it flying around, shooting people, and it turned a little bit. And I saw a little head, or what I thought was a head. I wasn't actually a hundred percent sure, but I'm like, fuck it. I'm so far away. And I already got my zeroing in. I'll take a few shots at it. I didn't hit it on the first shot. I'm not going to bullshit you. I, I think I missed the first two shots. But on the third shot or fourth shot, maybe, I did hit it. And, of course, it didn't realize I was shooting at because it, it was so far away. And it's a sniper bullet just pinging off the side of it. So incredible moments like that. And you can play any way you want. I think that's what I like the most about it. You know, because you can be fooled into thinking in Call of Duty, you can play any way you want, but that's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, unless you're playing a really specific map or whatever that really allows that, and there's only two or three in the newest, in the newer Call of Duties, you really, you have maybe like two ways of playing, right? You're running and gunning, or you are staying back and sniping only if the map permits you to do so in a Call of Duty game. In Battlefield, you really can do what you want. You can just hold a corner on Conquest, hold a corner with an LMG. And mow down people that are running across the street. You can be a sniper offensively. You could be a sniper defensively. You could be a guy that is really good at driving tanks. So you're driving people around, you're blowing shit up. You could be a pilot and fly people around or do airstrikes with your jet. Uh, you can plant C4s and traps. You can be an assault guy, run and gun like you're in Call of Duty. Or you can be an assault guy that's taking it kind of slow and stealthy. Finding, you know, back corners and avenues and flanking points. Nicking a few people and getting into the objective. And either just mopping the fucking floor with getting a bunch of kills or playing objective. Right? The, I mean, I just listed out just a small portion of what you can do in that game. And it's all fun, no matter what avenue you choose. And sometimes people are just support. They just come around and they help. They throw ammo down, they fix your shit, whatever they got to do. They're just there to support and they're just there to shoot some people. They're not playing objective. They're not trying to get the best vehicles and, and they don't care to. Other times you get people who are hogging vehicles. Other times you get people, you know, it's a very diverse community and play skills that are needed. And at the end of the day, if you're just raking kills in or you're playing objective, you're still going to help no matter what. And I've never really seen, and I'm talking the large conquest matches. I'm talking the ones that take 45 minutes of the bread and butter of the multiplayer. I've never really seen many people get abysmal, do really poorly, right? They do something that actually contributes. Whereas in Call of Duty, you can be carried by one person. It's not to say that in Battlefield you can't be carried by one person. You definitely can. I've seen people that have had 100 plus kills, which is insane. But actually, in Battlefield 1, I got so good at that game, I was on two or three, three or four actually, occasions I did break 100 kills, which is a lot for me. Like Call of Duty, on average, throughout my entire life playing Call of Duty, I probably get about 18 to 20 kills which is average. 
in Modern Warfare, I really did better. I think my average kill rate was 30 to 40. I, I did much better in Modern Warfare 2019 than any other Call of Duty, but that's beside the point. So, yeah, I'm not the mo I'm good. Like, I'm a solid all-around jack-of-all-trades in these games, right? I could play objective. I could play sniper. I could play assault. I get a solid amount of kills. I... I sometimes die more than I get killed, but if I do, it's not by much, and usually I'm actually getting more than kills than I'm dying. I'm playing a little objective, and I'm helping out where I can. So if I'm on your team, I'm just kind of a consistent player, and I'm pretty solid at what I'm doing when I'm doing it. I'm not an expertise in certain areas. You won't see me go and murk an entire room of people, usually. Though I can pull off three or four quick kills, and then I get murdered immediately. So... That's usually how it pans out in these kinds of games for me. That being said, I am good at flanking. I am good at just not dying for an extreme amount of time. Um, more now than ever. I wasn't as good at in Battlefield 4 as I am in Battlefield 1. I've just My gaming skills, my knowledge of video games, all of it has improved tenfold since I played Battlefield 4. I bet you if I went back now, I'd be much better at it, right? So it's a little different now. I am probably a little higher caliber, in it, and I credit Rainbow Six Siege for teaching me how to be patient, knowing how to flank, knowing how to land my shots. Like, that game teaches you how to be good at FPS. Even if it's not the same exact kind of FPS you're playing, that game's pretty hard. It's got a pretty difficult learning curve. So once you get good in that kind of game, it really sets you up to be naturally better in other first-person shooters, especially ones that aren't as complicated. So Battlefield 4 was an amazing time. It was an incredible game. It blew my socks off that a building could collapse in that game. It just blew me away. I'm like, you guys are really doing this well, right? Um, that there's environmental destruction in general. When a tank blows up a building, it's blowing chunks of it away, right? I mean, it's just incredible. Especially when you consider it was running on 360 and it was still doing shit like that. And it looked good. It ran smoothly. It looked good. Yeah, there were a bunch of issues in the beginning. Lots of bugs and a big controversy on how it's not what it was supposed to be. And that kind of started. That was one of the first games I remember where it really under-delivered on the hype that it was building. It's still fun. And within months, it was fixed. I think. So I know other people are going to say Battlefield 3 is... And Battlefield Bad... Uh, sorry, Battlefield 2, Bad Company, and Battlefield 3. Or most people are going to say those are the pillars, the best. And I've played a bunch of Battlefield 3 now. I went back and played that post-Battlefield 4. And I did go back and play um, everything but Battlefield Hardline and the first Battlefield. I've played every Battlefield now. A couple... Mm, at least 8 to 10 hours total at most, for the games that I didn't own. But Battlefield 4, Battlefield 1 are the ones I spent the most time in. I also love how they switched up on us and just went Roman numeral at 5. You know? You realize that? I guess I kinda... No? Battlefield 1 wasn't Roman numeral, was it? No, it wasn't an I. It was just, you know, or what looks like an I. It was a 1. Anyway, um, that's that's pointless. So yeah, after Battlefield 4, my knowledge of video games and everything, I kind of grew up. I, I played more Rainbow Six Siege after that, right? Because after the peak of Battlefield 4, there was nothing for Battlefield, really. I mean, hardline, but I, I didn't play that. Not many people did. 
And so, you know, there were some Call of Duties, and those were fun. But I really got into Rainbow Six Siege around that time, 2015 and uh, 2016, all the way through 2017 and 18. Uh, so, yeah, I had a great time in Battlefield 4. But now I want to get into my favorite Battlefield game of all time, and one that I still play to this day. Stay around. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Psychic's Thoughts. Thank you for tuning in and supporting me. I appreciate it so much. So I talked about just a rough overview of Battlefield and the franchise as a whole. And I talked about my personal experience with Battlefield 4. But now I want to get into Battlefield 1. Because I spent exponentially more time in this game than even Battlefield 4. And Battlefield 4 I sunk a lot of time in. Um, and I got really good at this game. Like to the point where... I'm comfy saying that. I'm not comfortable saying I'm really good at a video game for the most part. But I was getting 70 to 80 kills as a sniper. And if you've ever sniped in Battlefield 1, it's not hard. It's just not also it's also just not really easy. And I don't think many of the guns are semi-auto. I didn't use any semi-auto rifles if they had them at that point. I don't think they did. Uh, I might have had one or two DMRs like that, but I didn't I use bolt-action sniper rifles. Um, which, you know, is kind of tricky to get multiple kills unless you land a collateral. Uh, and you could switch to your secondary and maybe pick off a few. But I played Assault, Medic, and that's an interesting side note. I played Assault, Medic, and Sniper, just depending on the day, how I feel, how I was playing. Most of the time, I, I spent most of my time in Sniper, and then... It's tied neck and neck with Assault and Medic. Very rarely did I go in the other classes. I played a few hours on all of them, but for the most part, my hours were logged in those three. Medic's an interesting strike between Assault and Sniper to me, right? Because you're using DMRs. You are using semi-auto rifles. They don't shoot as far. They're not as powerful as a sniper rifle. They're far more powerful than any assault rifle and far more accurate. Of course, they're not as fast, and they're not always as good at close quarters combat. So it's kind of an in-between. It was a medium-range sort of rifle that can hit some longer shots if you got good. And I started to. I was able to hit some long shots, some that I was hitting with my sniper, you know, three to 400 meter away shots, which are pretty tricky to hit with a marksman rifle um and what i liked about that class more than any others is the actual gadget you get to use in battlefield one you got a lot of people going down a lot of the time it's fucking insane how many people get knocked down before they're actually killed and a lot of them wait for a medic and there are plenty of people playing medic I'd get 20 to 30 revives per game, pull out that syringe, and, and I got really good at getting people up quickly, safely, keeping myself alive, all of that. It was, it, it was rough at first. I was getting killed more often trying to save people, and I was too focused on that for a while. I remember one time some artillery shell hit and blew up like eight people, and like six of those people were in a down-to-revive state, and... I got my syringe, and I picked up three or four of them, and then I got killed. But, yeah. So I actually got a lot of revives, too. So you'll often see my KD drop a little bit when I'm playing Medic, because I am dying more often, but I'm also 
you know, reviving people. That being said, the marksman rifle I got good with. I was able to hit people medium, sometimes long range and short range. So it was a very versatile class for me and one that I used the special ability the most. Assault rifle I really liked in the times where I wasn't really feeling like sniper rifles. I don't know what it is, but sometimes when you're playing a game, you're really clicking, you're in the groove with certain weapons and guns and it you really got it down one day and then other days you are you're like Jesus Am I just bad at this game? And then you have to switch up classes. Or it just doesn't feel right. I, I don't know how else to explain it. I don't know if anyone else goes through that, but I do all the time. All the time. In Rainbow Six Siege, sometimes I I am only feeling one operator's specific weapon. I'm like, I just want to use, you know, whoever's gun. I don't even care about the perks, the, the gadgets they have. I just want to use their gun. That's what I feel like I can play with today. Battlefield was kind of like that. It was a little more versatile. So it wasn't just like, I can only do this gun. It was more so I can only do this class. Um, Assault was good when I was getting tired of staying back, helping people, sniping people. I was an offensive sniper. I didn't just sit around and wait all the time. The only time I did that was when I was sniping other snipers. Um, I didn't just camp and wait for people to walk into my scope. I was more active. I was moving. I was relocating. I was getting, I was watching the conflict and I was picking people off in the outskirts. Um, I got a bunch of war heroes story. <laughs> no, but I've got a bunch of stories that I could tell you about certain conflicts I was in in those games where I was just holding down certain lines. There was I remember there was one in the in the map with the big blimp. One of the maps, I guess a lot of those maps had that. So it's a stupid comment. The German map with the palace in it. I forget the name of it because it's it's taking place in World War One. By the way. And that's something I want to get into in a minute. Um, there is this corner line. There's 20 or 30 people. Also, it gets extremely overwhelming when you only have five rounds until you have to reload in a bolt-action sniper rifle and you're trying to pick off as many people as you see. But if you can just stay calm and stay somewhat hidden, you can get six to eight kills easily. And that might not seem like a lot, and it may not be if there's only if there's 30 people there but there's other people shooting at them also that scares the shit out of people if you're being sniped in battlefield i don't care who you are i don't care if you have nerves to steal you're running you're scared because you can't always tell where they are and oftentimes a lot of players don't have the tools to fire back that seems like you might think well yeah duh the sniper's far away Unless you're a sniper or you have a weapon that can hit them from far away and you can locate where they are, of course you're not going to. Yeah, you would think that, but in Call of Duty, they never gave a shit about the realism of sniping. For the most part. I mean, it still hits farther than another gun, but other than that function, you can also shoot at point-blank range if you're quickscoping, so everybody could be quickscoping. And it's still scary to be shot at by a sniper rifle in any video game, but in Battlefield, you literally don't have the tools to fight back sometimes. Sometimes. You could, you might be able to eke out if they're not too far away with your assault rifle or pistol, or at least suppress fire and make the sniper move so you can move until someone else can handle them, right? There are ways to get around it. You're not completely helpless, but it's scary. Scary to be on the receiving end. Oftentimes, I'm with a sniper. I have a sniper rifle. So if someone's shooting at me, I'm firing back. And I'd say eight times out of ten, I'm winning that altercation. Because I got really good at just 
being able to put shots down range and hit people in the head one shot, one time. And if you get the jump on someone and they're just sitting still, or they're sniping and they don't see you, and there are two or three of them there in that spot, you can just, you shoot one person and it might take a minute for someone to realize. So you you have the opportunity of, uh, of really taking out a whole crew because the element of surprise. So anyway, that's a lot of specifics on how I play, but that's what I love to do in those games. It's really fun. And it's one of the most immersive games I've ever played. I mean, hands down. There's not many games that's this immersive. I mean, Battlefield 4 is immersive, but something about Battlefield 1 really pulled me in. First off, let's talk graphics. Holy shit. To this day, I played it a couple weeks ago. To this day, the graphics look phenomenal. I don't know how they did it. I'm so... I can't imagine what the next gen is going to look like, because... Battlefield 4 had good graphics, especially for the time, but they don't feel like... They didn't feel like they would hold up. I think they changed the engine completely from to Battlefield 1 because... And the art style is different. It's, a, it's different from, from... And the gameplay mechanics are a little different. So it's, it's a little, little bit of a change because, my God, it's beautiful. More, more times than not, I'm staring at the skyline. I'm looking at the Zeppelin. I'm, I'm just chilling because it's too pretty and it's so immersive you're on these large scale battlefronts and hundreds of people it feels like it's only like 60 isn't it but it feels like 100 people actually i think in battlefield one you could have up to 100 people and the sound design in battlefield is in the franchise, I'm not just talking Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1 stood out to me across the board. It's one of the better games I've ever played. But the the franchise as a whole has some of the best sound design you'll ever ask for. I mean, when an artillery shell hits you, and if you're wearing headphones, even if you're not, it sounds good, but if you're wearing headphones, surround sound headphones, or spatial audio headphones, holy fuck. It's scary. It's genuinely, you hear the whiz of bullets, you hear the screaming of people you hear the whistles and the horns and the bludgeoning and the chants and the cries it's it takes you there it's like a good movie it just takes you there the graphics are phenomenal the effects are great it ran smoothly it didn't have many buffer frames not much lagging it's just a well-polished well-playing game from the start and when that whistle goes off and you're charging that front line from the trenches or whatever there's more adrenaline in that moment than many games could ever achieve. And I don't think people acknowledge that enough. They acknowledge how fun it is, but they don't acknowledge how immersive Battlefield 1 specifically, but the entire franchise as a whole, is. It stands out because of that. Also, and I wanted to really point out, it's set in World War One, And other than the game Verdun, which I haven't played, but I know... A little bit about i don't know any other video game that's set in world war one and you don't know many movies that are set in world war one the most the newest most credible one being 1914 which is or 1917 sorry which is a beautiful film and very powerful and and just an amazing film overall but battlefield one Oh, and They Shall Not Grow Old. I highly recommend you check out that documentary. Peter Jackson remade, reinvigorated, re- restored 
footage from World War One to make it 4K colorized and accurate. Um, in part with Smithsonian, BBC, all, all these, and, and a bunch of historic sites, and took interviews from these veterans. So you're actually following a few a platoon, or two or three platoons, I think, throughout World War One, hearing their experience and watching the footage. But the footage is remastered, so you don't have to... It's not just black and white, it's colored and... and it's very, very poignant, and it's just really... It's not just an educational, it's not like a Ken Burns documentary. I love Ken Burns documentaries, but it's not just that. It's it's a really, really good documentary. You, you feel like you're watching a movie, and this is before 1917 came out. It's, a, it's as entertaining. So I highly recommend those two pieces of film if you're trying to learn more about World War I. I feel like we gloss over that because the sequel was so much bigger... And more important when you look at it from a global standpoint. But World War I was no fucking around. We're talking mustard gas. We're talking the Ottoman Empire. We're talking about, um, well, the Depression. I mean, it led us into it. And we're talking about the First World War. The start of this industrialized military complex. The start of planes becoming use for military advantages and actually first submarine was built in the civil war but a little more utilized in world war one machine guns once again the gatling gun civil war era right but for real like machine guns were being used in certain aspects i mean bombs large bombs and artillery shells just all these things chemical warfare all of it was either popularized or started in World War One. It's it's insane when you look at the technical revolutions that came from that. And not just from war, just of that time period. When you're looking at the technologies we use today and how much was influenced in that span of time. And how our economy, how the global conflicts, how everything is almost directly can be uh, directly thrown back to World War One era. Absolutely insane if you're a history buff. And extremely immersive. And somewhat educational. In the Battlefield 1, they, they were showing some of the fronts and the marches and the conflicts. And it's kind of interesting. I really liked it. And I love the global diversification. I liked how you're in Turkey sometimes. I liked how you're in Europe. I liked how I, I just really liked the diversity of locations and how you really felt that. Like it, you're in deserts, you're in jungles, you're in grassy plains, you're in uh, cityscapes. I really like that. Sure, that's always been a thing about Battlefield One's map or Battlefield's maps, but this really just took it to a new level. Destructibility, of course was brought on a new level. Also, since there's no skyscrapers, for the most part, there's a couple buildings that are a few stories tall, I assume it doesn't take as much to load, and I assume your brain isn't thinking at any point, oh, these skyscrapers would be cool if they collapsed, because that's that was, for the time of Battlefield 4, it was too hard for every building to be collapsible like that. For this, all, every building has some form of destructibility, and I think that actually matters more than um, 
more destruction for an entire building. This sounds really fucked up when you hear it out of context. Like, if you don't think I'm talking about a video game, you would think I'm psychotic. But when you know Battlefield, these are general things that we think about. Uh, <laughs> like, there, there's one big skyscraper in Battlefield 4 I know that would collapse halfway through the match. That's, like, part of the, the, the map design, and it was really cool. Um... I mean, if you did enough, it may it would make it collapse. And there are windows and, and pillars and, and things that you could destroy. And so there are a handful of buildings that would change. In Battlefield 1, you shoot a tank at a pillar, and that fucking thing's gone for the rest of the game. You can't do anything about it. And if you shoot it at a, at a storefront, it's opening up that wall all of a sudden. And it stays that way, Right? It's not on a timer. It's not like you have to do this enough and then it happens. It's not a triggered event. Though those are there. And we'll get to that. But it is also the general. Now, there were... It was... in From what I remember, in Battlefield 4, when there was destruction, there was a lot of it in designated areas. In Battlefield 1, there's still a lot of destruction. There's better hardware, better engine. I mean, it's three to four years of technological advancement to be able to pull this off, right? But the buildings themselves aren't as big. And the, and the things you see, there's not as many... It, a lot of it's open field or open plain. So there's actually not as many things that will be destroyed. Although there are craters and dirts and trees get knocked down. And it's not... Um, but more pieces of a building crumble and actually gets in your way or kills you i've had pieces of the building kill me says you were killed by debris it's kind of humiliating when you think about it but <laughs> i guess that's the reality of nature and and of war so yeah that that for being set in world war one for getting so many people excited for having such a large player base from day one and such a healthy player base um the graphics amazing the sound design incredible the campaign was very interesting the war stories more so it wasn't one singular campaign it was a bunch of segments that were showing you different perspectives of the war i thought that was really smart and pretty cool um just the gameplay the minute to minute gameplay is always exciting even if in, even if you're not in direct in a direct shootout whereas for call of duty it's not if you're not shooting at somebody, which doesn't happen often in those games, it's not very fun. But for me in Battlefield 1, it's not always fun to just run to the objective or whatever. But even if I'm not in conflict, it's still somewhat amazing. Also, the Zeppelins, the large balloons. These things are fucking cool. I think we should implement more of these in multiplayer games. More map design based large things that can be manipulated. I just think that adds something to the environment. Other than the destructibility, the beautiful landscapes, the atmosphere, the realism, the sound design, the graphics, everything alone, that would be enough. But they, but Battlefield 1 was just like, fuck it. Well, let's make some icing on the cake. And they added a giant-ass Zeppelin, oftentimes part of the objective that you have to take down. Um, this thing was a tyrant. Holy God. It's floating in the air. You can shoot it as much as you want. And eventually it can go down if you fire at it enough. And you have either three to four people can spawn from it and spawn in it. And one person can pilot the fucking thing, which is crazy. And a bunch of people can hop on a gunner and shoot down. And 
Let me tell you, if that thing's shooting at you, you're dead. There's nothing you can do. You can't hide, you can't run, you can't protect yourself. It's not always operational, so it's not like everybody's always firing at you from what I remember, but there are times where one person who's really good at piloting and a few of his friends, I assume, or her friends, were gunning that thing, were using the gunner seats, and they really just used the Zeppelin and killed most people. They just dominated the battlefield, and it, it, get, it gets frustrating sometimes. But when you blow it up, and I've blown it up a couple times, like I was responsible for landing the sniper shot, which surprisingly does a lot of damage to it, or getting in a plane and firing at it. Also, it's the only time I've been good at flying planes in this game because the planes are not as fast as a jet. That's simply the only reason. I wasn't great at it, but I got better at it and could do a few good strafe runs, kill a couple people on the ground, take out other planes, help take down the Zeppelin. I wouldn't say I would... I was a great pilot, but I wasn't bad. I was average. And when I did land shots, I did them well. And when I knew I was going down, I'd fire everything and I'd crash. I'd kamikaze it because that actually does a lot of damage. And one time, the first time I ever took down a Zeppelin, I was shooting at it a bunch. I got lit up, but I kept unloading on it. I did probably 25 to 30% of its total damage. And then I crashed into it. And that did about half of the damage. And it was already almost completely dead. That killed it off. And I watched the whole thing collapse. And when this thing collapsed, it doesn't fall on a set designated path. Sometimes it falls out of the play area, which always sucks. Or sometimes it falls dead center of the play area. And it blows up in this cinematic, spectacular fashion. Kills everything in its path. Doesn't matter whose side you're on. You're dead if you're near it. And it redesigns the map. It levels the buildings, it makes a giant crater, and you're working through and around the skeleton of it as it's melting. Wow. How incredible is that? Just a big-ass blimp changes the entire... could change the entire dynamic of a match. It took out buildings. Certain buildings that were not destructible because they were the actual map, like the palace... Inner parts of it and chunks and corners were destructible, but the entire building wasn't because then you genuinely, they designed the objectives to be in there. So you couldn't play the game if that collapsed, right? So if the blimp fell on that, it'd destroy everything around it and you'd have debris and you'd have to, you wouldn't be, it also fucks up your vantage point because the fabric of the blimp is still there and it stays there until it burns away. It's incredible. So Battlefield 1 was incredible because of its ability to take risks felt like they threw everything at the wall and it almost all stuck they're like let's add some new let's add a lot of guns add map variety let's take it to world war one no one's ever really done that they balance the gameplay to be fun but also not just constantly being killed they cranked up the design of everything graphics sound audio immersion was top-notch and in the time of promo and hype they had some of the best celebrities and some of the best advertising you could unfortunately in the process of of doing all that it took away from titanfall 2 which i did i, I talked about in another podcast please go check that out titanfall 2 is a phenomenal game one of the better sh first person shooters on the market also from ea and they released it one week apart from battlefield 1 which is one of the best fps shooters i've ever played both of these games are some of the better FPS shooters that have come from EA in, I would say, at least five to six years. And they released them one week apart just to compete with Call of Duty, which they didn't need to do. 
So that kind of fucking sucked because as fun as Battlefield 1 was and as much as a Titanfall fan I was, I didn't buy Titanfall 2 immediately. I waited a couple weeks longer and then I didn't even play it that much because I kept going back to Battlefield 1. But Battlefield 1's great memories. On top of that, I also moved um, and all I had set up at the time when we were first in the first week of moving in other than the essentials, you know, we got our food and all that, but, and clothes and bedroom, but for, like, my stuff, I didn't have my movies in, I didn't have any of my posters, I didn't have any of my things, not even furniture, I just had my TV and my Xbox, and I plugged that shit into the wall, set it on the floor, and I got Battlefield 1, and I just played that, and we had internet, too, wasn't great, but it worked, excuse me, sorry, so yeah, that, that's, um, that's Battlefield 1. It's one of my favorite games. And and actually recently, since Game Pass has acquired the usage for Game Pass Ultimate, if you have that, you have EA Play as well with no additional cost, which, you know, you may hate EA, but that's a goddamn good deal because you get a lot of games with that. I mean, EA has a lot under their belt. A lot of great games from past to hopefully future. And... um. And most of them are there. Most of their biggest ones, including all the battlefields. And so you can just download them and play them. And it was still pretty populated. It's not as popular as some, but they're pretty populated. I did play some Battlefield 5. And I'll talk about Battlefield 5 and then in the future of Battlefield in the next segment, which will be my final segment and to conclude so this doesn't drag on for forever. But, um... But, yeah, uh... They just added the update for Battlefield 1 where all the DLC and all the content is uh, free now. Just recently, like last week um, for Battlefield 1, which is still getting some player count. So I might just go back and, and uh, since that's one of my favorite Battlefield games, I might just go back and play it with the, the premium content now that I have for free. Because I want to see those maps. I want to see those guns. I don't know how many people are still playing that game. I know most people, if they're playing Battlefield, they're playing the latest one. But I think a lot of people are sticking with Battlefield 1 because of how bad Battlefield 5 did in its initial launch. And I know today and this weekend of all days, Battlefield's just going to be more active. I, I guarantee it because of the 2042 announcement. So stick around for the final segment coming up. Okay, so beyond the controversy of Battlefield 5's trailer for the most part um and that's just something that's always bugged me and something that will be an issue in video games for years to come and entertainment and i think we need to keep an eye on that and be mindful but beyond that beyond that little spiel i'm sorry i just felt like that was important because we're entering an age where everybody should be represented equally especially in modern entertainment. But Battlefield 5 also had some fundamental gameplay mechanics and structures that were flawed. That's what caused it to really fall off right within the first couple months it came out. It had some glitches. It didn't always work. Some of the gameplay implements were weird and, and the mechanics in it 
was going to have this battle royale mode, but it wasn't really popular. It's not even really a thing. And it sucks because I love World War II. It's one. No, I don't love World War II. I love studying in the history of World War II. It's very rich. There's a lot of things to learn. It's one of my favorite time periods to study. And so my thought was, if you're implementing some of the structures, ideas, gameplay mechanics, only improving on them, adding better graphics, better engine, all that, and putting it in from Battlefield 1, one of my favorites, and putting it in a World War II setting, I was hoping that Battlefield 5, which before I knew the title, I was convinced it was going to be called Battlefield 2, which would have made a lot of sense, but whatever. I guess it would have made things confusing, but you already made it confusing when you switch it to Battlefield 1 for certain people. It's not that confusing, but it's... Anyway. I thought it was going to be the best World War II game out there. When you look at World War II games, there's plenty of good ones. There's not really one that just is the best. You know what I mean? Like, there's not one that's just hands down, everybody will still play. And it sucks because some of the best ones are are dated, graphic, gameplay-wise, early 2000s, right? So I was really hoping we'd get where Call of Duty messed up on, Battlefield 2 would do right. And they didn't, they didn't do any, I mean, it's not terrible. And they've done a lot of improvements and updates, and I played it recently. I, I enjoyed it. I liked it quite a bit, actually. It, it is a... It's very familiar to Battlefield 1. And it's set in World War 2. But something about it doesn't quite click on the level of immersion Battlefield 1 did. It's still a great game. It's still a good Battlefield game. It's remedied its issues that it had in the beginning. So I think if you haven't played it and you have a chance, check it out. But something about me... Personally, for me, Battlefield 1, something about its immersion is bigger. Which is weird, because World War 2 is a bigger war. You could have done more with it. And, I don't know, it feels like in some areas they dropped the ball. I was kind of hoping, deep down, that the next Battlefield game would have been Vietnam. I don't think we've ever had a good modern Vietnam game. I think we've had good Vietnam missions and moments and maybe a map. I don't think we've ever had one that's really good. We've had some of the best war movies in Vietnam. Some of the best TV shows in Vietnam. Other than World War II, I would think in American media, Vietnam is one of the most covered wars. How have we not had a good Vietnam video game? That's something that has always confused me. It's always either modern Right? Post-9-11 stuff. Which isn't modern anymore. It's semi-modern. Yeah, it's now. It's, it's still, that's still the methods we use. Um, to futuristic or to one of the world wars. That's usually... I mean, there are other wars. There are other wars. Even for America, there are other conflicts and wars or in-between periods. Call of Duty did something interesting. They wanted to go in between. They used Cold War. So you have moments in Vietnam. You have moments in, you know, Russian spies and stuff like that. I don't think that specifically calling it Cold War bodes well for a Call of Duty game. I know Black Ops takes place in the Cold War, but it never was about the Cold War. 
was about the characters in a time during Cold War. It wasn't about Cold War. That's the best, biggest disconnect I find from the campaign of Cold War. I don't care about the characters. I really don't. I'm not saying it's a bad campaign. I just didn't care. It flipped it. The environment, the atmosphere was more important than the characters. And for Cod, I think it needs to be the other way around. God makes memorable characters. Battlefield does not. <laughs> there's not, other than Bad Company, there's not many Battlefield games and campaigns where I care about the person or this. You know, I like the hero stories. I like the moments. You know, seeing the perspectives. I think that's great, but I don't care about the actual character. I couldn't name you a character like I could name some of the characters from Modern Warfare alone or Black Ops. You know what I mean? What I can tell you is Battlefield nails atmosphere. I can name certain locations, atmosphere, and the feeling it gave me better than I could a COD game. So I think they need to lean into that. And they do. And I think Vietnam would have been really cool for them to explore. But I'm not, I'm not upset. I watched the trailer today. It came out today for the new Battlefield. What would be Battlefield 6? I think... Yeah, what what everyone was calling, you know, Battlefield 6 before its title. Battlefield 2042. I'm going to be honest, I don't really like the name of that. You know? I get that it's clearly... It's smart that they're saying, yes, it's in the future, but it's not that far in the future. So it's still going to be grounded in some reality. Kind of like what Black Ops 2 was. Or what Battlefield 4 was. (laughs) It's going back to that kind of era. Semi-modern warfare. Or future warfare. It's still using conventions that we have today. But it's not talking about something that's already happened. Or that is happening. It's talking about something that could happen in the next 20-25 years. That's fair. I don't mind that. I just don't get why they have to call it that. They could have just called it. Battlefield 6 and then just said it takes place in 2042 but oh well once again it's a conflict of resources they're adding global climate change as a conflict which is fascinating everything is scaled up on next gen consoles and PC we're running with 128 players twice the amount of what we're used to with semi-modern weapons, graphical improvement on a new Frostbite engine, all of, all of it. New gameplay modes, of course. It's just everything you would want is what it seems. It seems like it's taking a pro- proper step to k- kick back and uh, get back into the series. Get back to what it's great at. It's been a few years since Battlefield has stolen the limelight. Call of Duty has grown exponentially in this time because they've had no direct competition. So it's good to see Battlefield throwing its hat in the ring and it's coming out October 22nd. So that's awesome. We already have a release date. Of course, it would come out in October. They always do. Um, I'm excited for it. It looks good. In three days, four days, we get the gameplay trailer. So I'm excited to see how it actually looks when you're playing it because the CGI trailer is all well and good, but that only gives you so much. The maps look 
fun. It looks, it really does just look like an improvement of what Battlefield 4 was. So I'm excited for that. That's, that's really all I have to say about that. That's all we know. I'm not going to speculate. There's no campaign, which is interesting. Not a hero story, not a campaign. Most games, I'd find that very upsetting. A Call of Duty game, I'd find that upsetting. Here, I don't. I like the hero stories. I have no problem with them. But honestly, Battlefield, I really don't play the campaign on. They've never really made it a focal point. Call of Duty used to. Call of Duty has characters. It has a continuum. You see Frankenwoods or you see Price over and over. You know what I mean? Battlefield, that doesn't really happen. And if it did, it it hasn't happened in years. So, I liked the hero stories. I think that was really smart to give perspectives of the war for Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 5. For World War 1 and World War 2, I think that's clever. For a future warfare, I don't think you need that. That doesn't matter. You're not shedding light on anything because it hasn't happened. So I think it's smart that they're utilizing their time to polish the multiplayer and to make it what people want. Also, really bold move. It's not going to have a Battle Royale mode. It's not going to... They haven't announced a free-to-play mode. So they're not exactly following the same exact trends as most big games like, like this is. They do have a battle pass, a free and premium mode. It is going to be cosmetics only, so that's okay. I assume maps and updates and content will be free. It sounds like they're not going to make that a paywall anymore. Finally. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, I think Battlefield Five eliminated that paywall. So those are all good things. Honestly, I mean, really, at this point, for Battlefield 2042, for it to be bad, it it would take quite a bit. Like, even Battlefield 5, even though it wasn't perfect at launch, neither was Battlefield 4. Even though it wasn't perfect at launch, it wasn't everything people wanted, it wasn't completely awful just wasn't as fun as people thought it would be and it, it had some pretty big gameplay hiccups that and it had a learning curve that changed the meta of the game and i get it that, that would be frustrating it seems like a lot of those issues are remedied when i played it it felt very familiar and it felt great um dice is a good dev team ea sketchy 50 50 but dice is good we can trust in their ability to make a solid game and deliver what people want. And clearly, this is what they want. They've been working on this game for three to four years. That's pretty solid. That's longer than... In that time, we've had two Call of Duties release. Full Call of Duty games and Call of Duty Mobile. Just to give you perspective. <laughs> so, it's kind of refreshing to know they really spent their time on this. Also... There's a freaking tornado. Holy crap. A tornado can literally just rip apart a city, lift you, and kill you. Or you can use it to your advantage somehow. I don't know how. Maybe just pray to God it kills someone who's trying to kill you, I guess. Vehicles are back. City destruction on a new level. New graphics. All of it. It's just everything you've wanted scaled up. Hopefully with some quality of life improvements. Some new features and convenience. 
And uh, yeah, I really hope this is a fresh start into the new era of tech and into the kind of just refresh of we're back to Battlefield. It's been a while. It really has. It's been since, you know, you could argue it's been since, what, 2018? But in reality, or 2019, whenever that game came out, when BF5 came out, but in reality, so many, it had such abysmal numbers and it's only bounced back a little bit that it's it surged a couple of days. It's it's actually doing okay now, but I'd, I'd argue Battlefield 1 was the last time we really from day one through till the next game and even then some that the game had mass popularity, had the whole all people on board. It beat out Call of Duty. I think... Not in sales, but in critique in... Because Call of Duty Infinite Warfare came out. So Battlefield 1 smoked it. Almost everybody was like, yeah, this is a better game this year. That was the big deal that year. Like, I remember that so vividly. It was a big toss-up. Unfortunately, Titanfall 2 was just sandwiched in between. Like, guys, I want attention. And everyone's like, we don't know you. Which sucks, because it's also a phenomenal game and should have had its own merit. It honestly was... It's... It's not as it's on par with Battlefield One in quality. It's a completely different game, but it's on par in terms of design and quality, and was much better than Infinite Warfare. It should have gone against Infinite Warfare because it was better, and it they were both Infinite Warfare was copying Titanfall, so that would have made more sense for Titanfall Two to knock the shit out of Infinite Warfare. But uh, Titanfall isn't as big of a franchise as Battlefield. People don't put it toe to toe with COD, right? So that would have been tricky. I get why. They used they used Titanfall as a pawn to siphon sales away from COD in between Battlefield. So it was a sacrif- it was EA's sacrificial lamb to boost Battlefield 1. But it didn't need to, because they both have their player base, and actually most people like like a lot of people knew Titanfall by this point, so it still sold really well, and really well, like enough for them to instantly greenlight Titanfall 3, which they did, which then became Apex Legends, which sold even better, and then Jedi Fallen Order, so Respawn Entertainment has had perfect batting record, they haven't made a bad game under EA yet, and they've announced that they will be working on Titanfall 3, so they are geared up for pure success, and I pray to God Titanfall 3 breaks through and becomes a new staple for AAA FPS shooters because it deserves it at this point. But it's had a massive surge recently in players anyway, so that's good. So yeah, since Battlefield 1, we haven't had mass player, you know, the discussion wasn't on Battlefield. And when BF5 dropped, eh, for a minute, and then it lost Thunder. Some other games stole it. And then COD Modern Warfare 2019 came out later. And then Warzone. Then COD, COD Cold War. So when we're talking AAA FPS shooters, Call of Duty's dominated the conversation for the past two to three years. And it's fine because in that time, they've improved a lot. They made mistakes in Infinite Warfare and they said, yeah, let's fix that. Battlefield 1, I think, was one of the peaks. And then... Battlefield 5 was okay, but it had a little dip. So now this is them coming back. This would be like their Modern Warfare 2019 saying, we're back, we're us. And I pray to God it's as good, you know, equal to that level of quality that we got for MW19. 
MW 2019, my bad. Because we deserve it. I think the consumers deserve a solid all-around Battlefield game. And here's the biggest thing. If you make it all free DLC, all that, and you make it strong enough, has a good launch, it works, and it's fun, and it's replayable, all of that, which is not hard to do for a Battlefield game. They've got that shit locked down. Even on Battlefield Five. hell, even some people on Hardline. That's really the only one where gameplay-wise people aren't playing a lot. Um, or don't want to play it a lot. So it's almost just like a science at this point that they've got it locked down. The only question is, what will EA do in that time? How will support continue? What other games will come out that might, you know, take people's attention away and that's just going to happen? Also, how long will it be until another Battlefield comes out? Because if it's only two years, it's better than one, but it's not great. I think these games, when you spend three to four years on them, and if they're as good as they want, I'm still playing Battlefield 1 to this day. That's a testament to how strong it is. I feel like if they just kept support for that game and they didn't drop 5, or they gave 5 an extra year of polished development, refine, and let people play Battlefield 1 a little longer, that would have been great. I don't think it should be 2 to 3 years. I think it should be 3 to 4 years of playtime. I hate that Call of Duty has one year. I got one year... Because... Yeah, I can keep playing Modern Warfare. You you might just argue, well, Psychic, you could just keep playing the games anyway. Yeah, but if it's a multiplayer-based game and the majority of people have moved on to the next game in the franchise, which they're going to do naturally. They're just going to want to see what's up with it. They're going to feel obligated to stick with it. That sucks. All that progress, all the time, all the love you poured in that game, out the window. Then there's a fine line. You want to keep support up and you want the hopes for the next big game because only DLC and support can go on for so long. (coughs) Skyrim. Um, But you also don't want to... It'd be like opening a toy and someone taking it back and saying, well, I got you a new one. You're like, "Well, well, great. I mean, that's cool. I'll check that. But can I play with the one you just got me? They're like, no, no, no. I only got you a new one. Everyone else is playing with the new one. Don't, Don't worry about the old one. It's out of date. It's the whole idea that nobody's playing this. It's out of date. It's not as polished. Modern Warfare 2019 is so much better than Co- Co- ah, Call of Duty Cold War. I, I'm i amazed how poorly that game is made technically. It doesn't look as good. It doesn't feel as good. And it doesn't play as, as well. It's not as fun. It's just not as fun, even if it all worked. It is a step backwards, not a step forward. Now, it was a different dev team that did it, even if it was the same. See, whereas DICE, it's just DICE. Now, DICE may be split up in different areas, and they may have to handle different portions of it at different times, but it is just DICE making Battlefield games. So, they might get assistance, but really, it's just them. So, that's why it takes longer. It takes three to four years of dev cycling. So, I'm excited to see what this new one is, because it really feels like a return to its to its roots and to strengthen everything and keep Battlefield relevant. And we need it. We need Battlefield to stay semi-consistent. We need a new one. A new one that isn't shrouded in controversy or doesn't have false perceptions because when a game that big launches poorly, and this is why I talked about in my previous episode about comebacks, when the hype generation and, and the engine that, that keeps it running delivers well on the hype but fails on the promises it says... In that first month to three months, 
the player base if they're lied to in the hype engine and it and the game still doesn't keep them and they start to leave nine times out of ten that game's dead cyberpunk suffered it probably the worst that i've ever seen uh battlefield 5 suffered it they have had to come back but it's really slow and it's really small for what battlefield should be pulling remember it's like uh i don't know it's like Coke versus Pepsi when we're looking at FPS AAA popular shooters. Battlefield's Pepsi. No offense. COD is Coke. Call of Duty is just more popular and has more money. Right? And more influence. So, Battlefield is always going to try to... It'll always be its own thing. And a lot of people think it's better. I think it's a better franchise. But I also am acknowledging the fact it's not always going to be as popular. But nine times out of ten, people are going to play both. Battlefield needs to keep in the conversation at all times. And that doesn't mean they always have to drop a game like Call of Duty does. They just have to drop a phenomenal game and keep support for it. So we'll see what the future holds for it. I hope only the best. I hope we see new modes we're we're hitting this turning point for the gaming industry and i talked about this in one of my earlier episodes a few months ago for season three of my podcast show that we're hitting we're hitting this turning point of a technological innovation general consensus of how we treat microtransactions treat cheating how much bigger video games is now than it was just eight years ago how much more popular it is you know we're hitting these big milestones that will directly format and change the way we make play and interact with video games for the next 10 20 30 40 years and it'll always evolve and adapt in time but this is a big turning point these next few years right new gen came out we're hitting hardware that is so powerful that visual graphics are being pushed to the point where it's almost too realistic right so new gameplay innovations will be made franchises are now hitting 10, 15, 20-year-old milestones. They're hitting the point where usually these things die. You've never seen a movie franchise last this long with this much output is what I mean. Like you've never seen, there's not a, Marvel's been around for 10 years, so a little younger than COD, and they've put out, what, 20 plus movies? And I think COD has put out almost that many games, and I'm talking spinoff games, I'm talking everything under the Call of Duty license. Um, right, so video games don't, movies hardly last that long. Video game franchises are a little different, but, um, we're hitting that point where new franchises will come, old ones may go, I don't think Call of Duty's going anywhere, I hope Halo doesn't go anywhere, I don't think Battlefield's going anywhere, but I do think that they're going to change more and more. They had radical changes with Battle Royale that shook them to their core, they didn't know how to do it, and they didn't do it great. But COD took its sweet time. It didn't jump the gun. It took a few years, and it made Warzone. And it came out on top. Battlefield failed miserably, instantly. Blackout, for the first time they tried it, was good, but it wasn't great, and it took away from the other gameplay. So Warzone once they, is when they really had their footing on it. And by that time, Battle Royale trend was hitting its end of its popularity peak. I think Warzone Warzone just extended its popularity. Didn't it didn't kill it. It's still going to be semi 
a, a subgenre of gaming now, but I don't think it's going to be nearly as popular as it was in 2018, 17 and 18. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's that. That's, we're hitting a turning point, and I hope that all these franchises, if you're noticing, they're doing refreshes. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 was COD's refresh button. I think, from what it looks like, Battlefield 2042 is Battlefield's refresh button. Halo Infinite will be Halo's refresh button. These long, titan franchises that have been standing around for a while are refreshing themselves. And they're doing... They're doing well. They're doing... They're doing it in a smart way. They're not... We had a dark point from 2015 to 2018 of mediocrity and a lot of bullshit. Other than Battlefield 1 and a few other games that stood out, a lot of it was mediocrity. So, it's exciting to see the turning point. It's exciting to see where Battlefield will go and where the future of video games will go from there. Thank you all for tuning in, and I'll talk to you soon.